This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. Amber Smith here with you. One of the nation's 55 poison centers is right here in Syracuse at Upstate Medical University. The Upstate New York Poison Center offers free, confidential, expert medical advice around the clock to help reduce the number, cost, and severity of poisonings within its 54-county service area. The center is celebrating a milestone this year, and here to tell about it is Education Coordinator Lee Livermore. Welcome, Lee. Thank you for having me. So this year marks how many years that we've had a poison center in operation? 60 years. 60 years. (laughs) So tell me how it all began. Take us back. We go all the way back to 1957, and there was a merge between the uh, Syracuse Hospital as well as the health department and the Department of Maternal Child and Health Mm -hmm. to form a health department or to form the poison center. And that was to address the issue of unintentional poison exposures that do happen to everyone of all ages. However, there's a strong predominance of poisoning to young children under the age of five. Okay. All right. So that was sort of the, that's how it began. That was the very uh, simple beginnings. And then 22 years later, in uh, around 1975, the Poison Center became a part of Upstate Hospital. And it was uh, uh, taken under the direction of Dr. Howard Weinberger. And that uh, helped us center the Poison Center into an emergency department, which made great sense because the simple origins of a Poison Center was a telephone that was located in an emergency department and then a emergency room doctor, if they were available, would answer the call and then be able to address Hmm. whatever issue. So from that very, very simple beginning of back when we had rotary phones uh, to now a very highly sophisticated technology-driven environment that we're able to address all forms of poison exposure. And it's not just a physician answering a phone call when they have time. You've got a whole staff of toxicologists and people that specialize in poisonings. That is correct. We Our staff is a little over 40 at our poison center. We expanded because we do now cover 54 out of 62 counties in New York State. And the staff that answers the poison center are some of the most amazing people that they have to have a designation of either a RN or a pharmacist, at least a year in emergency management, And then when they join the Poison Center, there is a very extensive learning curve as well as a process to get up to speed with all the type of poison exposures in our systems. So it truly are getting an expert in poison when somebody dials the number for the Poison Center. And some of your staff does not just phone consultations, but are, are doing hospital consults on patients too, right? Absolutely. We have uh, toxicologists and emergency room doctors that are part of up the Upstate New York Poison okay. Center. So when cases are locally in the Syracuse area, we have the ability to actually go to the bedside and view the case. Interesting. So tell me a little bit about what sorts of calls were typical. I know you weren't working there 60 years ago, but what types of calls were typical back at the beginning and and contrast that with the types of things that you see today coming in? Unintentional 
poison exposures, and they involve all the type of household products, typically your cleaning products, your um, medicines, cosmetics, products that you would have in the laundry room or in your garage or workshop Mm. area. Um, Medicines are a very, very big part of it. Um, Mostly all poison exposures, typically involving young children, happen because of a look-alike factor. Mm-hmm. And a poison exposure typically will happen when a product is in use or it's available, or if it's taken out of its original container. So as an example, if you pour a liquid into a cup, and it might be a cleaning product such as pine salt. Mm-hmm. And pine salt in a cup would look a lot like apple juice or a sure. various other beverage. So now that look-alike factor creates an opportunity for exposure. And the same thing happens with candy or medicine, is that there's only so many shapes, sizes, and color. But if you take a medicine out of its original container, it looks a lot like candy to a young child. Right, right. A lot of them more so than others, but yes. Yeah. All right. Well, what um, what's a day like at the Poison Center? I know they're all different, but what's a typical day like? Are the phones ringing in the morning, afternoon? Uh, yes, and, and it's a very difficult uh, uh, pattern to try to identify uh, because poisons do happen around the clock. Uh, we usually have a staff um, available three to four people on the phones to handle our large area. We always have two to three toxicologists that are available to handle that next level of call, as well as we have Dr. Richard Canner, who is our emergency room pediatrician at Upstate, and Dr. Ross Sullivan is mm-hmm. head of our our poison exposure um, uh, department, and he's also heading up addiction, which is some of the newer things that were involved in poisoning. Okay. Uh, and we should say the number is 1-800-222-1222. That is correct. And we strongly recommend that if uh, someone has a cell phone, program the number directly into your cell phone because this is a number that's nationally available. And no matter where you are in the country, you dial the number, it'll route your call to the closest poison center from where the call originates. So no matter where you are, you're going to get a poison center. Wonderful. Great. Well, let me remind our listeners that this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air, and we're talking with Lee Livermore, an education coordinator with the Upstate New York Poison Center. Um, So I wanted to talk a little about the role of the poison center. I know that you have some teaching Uh, You have a teaching role, Um, so if you can explain that a little bit, and then um, some of the uh, things that you do in the community. Okay. Um, I always like to refer to it as when we pull the curtain back and all the activity (laughs) that happens behind the scenes, because the general public is familiar that we have a number, telephone number that they can call and they could always get an expert. However, it's the education components that go on behind the scenes, such as I do the public education. So anywhere in the public purview that I can help teach um, someone how to prevent an unintentional poisoning from happening. And then we also have professional education. So we have our director and our spies, and a spy is an acronym for a specialist in poison information. They go out into the community, so they speak at grand rounds, at hospitals, to EMTs, um, and they give it from the professional 
medical position as to how to handle a poison patient. Then on top of that, we have both a medical and a clinical fellowship at the Poison Center. In addition to rotation of emergency medicine students, EMTs, nurses, um, pretty much anyone from any facet of the medical field has an opportunity to do a rotation and to learn about toxicology at the Poison Center. Interesting. Good. Now, um, I, I know that you go out into schools and do community education things. Um, are there other uh, projects that you have in the works with other community members? Um, as of recently, in the last few years, because of the uh, increased amount of synthetic drugs that have uh, entered into our world, uh, along with the heroin and the opioid abuse, several members of our Poison Center, including myself, sit on various drug task force uh, community organizations throughout our coverage area. So that way we're able to offer um, the data from the Poison Center as well as our expertise advice when we're dealing with a huge community event like how do we deal with right. synthetic drugs as well as the heroin and opioid abuse. Okay. Um, we also do a program that started up this year for Onondaga County, and it's the SNAD program, which stands for Sharps, Needles, and Drug Disposal. We realize that to combat part of unintentional poison exposures through medicine, um, that we needed to have a way to get the medicines out of people's homes and into a proper disposal channel. Okay. The DEA still conducts twice a year a national drug take-back day, and we notice that just two days out of the year are not enough. So with the guidance of Gail Bannock and a drug task force through the DA's office and the Onondaga County Health Department, they put this program together. This allows us to set up these drug disposable boxes in law enforcement agencies that are available 24-7 so residents of the county can bring their drugs, dispose of them, and then the law enforcement takes those drugs to Covanta and then they incinerate them, which is the most efficient, effective way of getting drugs out of our community and avoid from having them end up in our wastewater treatment systems. Right. Instead of throwing them in the trash at home, dispose of them properly at a police or sheriff's station. That is correct. Good. That's um, good to know. Another program I'm involved in uh, nationally is an older adult medicine safety is that uh, a perception that a lot of people have is uh, poisonings only happen to children. And so when they get past a certain age, they know better. Well, because we have so many medicines available in our world today, that even helping educate our older adults as to how to keep medicine safe, up and out of the way, and to avoid an unintentional medicine mismanagement. So our poison center has taken part with several other poison centers in this national endeavor to help educate our older adults on medicine safety. Neat. Interesting. Well, tell me um, if you have a way of measuring how many calls does the Poison Center get per week or per month these days? What's typical? 
Well, I'll, I'll go back to the beginning. And prior to 1960, our Poison Center then covered 12 counties, and we had an annual call volume of a little over 1,000 calls. Today, our Poison Center on an annual basis receives a little over 50,000 calls to our Poison Center. Wow. And that does not always include the return calls that we make. Um, in the beginning, we got a lot of calls from the general public, and today, now the higher volume of our calls come from healthcare departments, emergency facilities, and the type of calls have a higher level of acuity, meaning that the calls, the, the patient is sicker than they've ever More been More complex before. case to, yes. okay. Wow, interesting. Okay, so tell me about the Walgreens partnership. I'd be happy to. We're very proud to partner with Walgreens on the newest program called On the Road, where pharmacists and pharmacy interns are going out into the community teaching safe medication and safe medication disposal. The program is focusing on teens and young parents. And with this sort of community involvement, it just shows the power of partnerships and how proud we are to partner with Walgreens. And again, being safe about medication disposal. And Absolutely. Neat. Well, it sounds like the Poison Center has evolved with the needs of the community and that you're going to continue to. So thank you for talking with me. This has been Amber Smith talking with Education Coordinator Lee Livermore from the Upstate New York Poison Center for Upstate's HealthLink on Air.